special episode of Is It Halloween Yet? A spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? It's that magical episode of the year where I can, in fact, answer, Yes, it is Halloween. So what does the ghostess have for you today? This year I thought I'd give you a list of my top five Halloween night horror movies. So let's get into it. At number five is Trick. It was directed by Patrick Lucer, who happens to be the editor of Scream 1 through 3, Halloween HTO, My Bloody Valentine reboot, and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. With a pedigree like that, you should expect a slick slasher movie. The movie stars Omar Epps, Tom Atkins, and Jamie Kennedy. And here's a little synopsis from the back of the box. On Halloween night in 2015, Patrick Trick Weaver massacred his classmates at a costume party. After being arrested, he managed to escape police custody, but not before being shot five times by Detective Mike Denver. Everyone believes Trick must be dead, but when a mass killer reappears the following Halloween, and every Halloween after that, they realize the nightmare is not over. So here's why I think you should watch it. It's a great concept. It has a lot of like old time slasher feels, which checks out with who directed it. It has Tom Gadkins in it. I think it's just a fun slasher movie and I wouldn't expect too much of it. I wouldn't expect it to have something to say, but it does a really good job, I think, at what it is trying to do which is tell a creepy story about a killer who keeps coming back. And there's some twists along the way, which you'll probably figure out. But I really want to stress that it's not like an intelligent slasher or a a modern slick slasher in that way. Like the visuals are very slick. The kills are very gory and creative. But the acting's just kind of so-so. And the story has some like I have some reservations on the story like pacing but it is a super fun time so that is what I'm thinking if you it's like I think it's like great Halloween party movie right like you know like you've got like you've got a movie in the background at your Halloween party this one's perfect for that or if you're watching are you trick-or-treating like you're handing out candy and watching a movie great movie this you don't you won't miss anything like if you have when you're getting up to give candy out you're not gonna come back and be completely lost. Number four on my list is WNUF Halloween Special, which was directed by Chris Lamartin. Came out in 2013. Uh, it stars Paul Fernikampf and Patricia Meisen. And the back of the blurb box is interesting for this one. Originally broadcast live on October 31st, 1987, the WNUF Halloween special is a stunning expose of the terrifying supernatural activity that unfolds at the infamous Weber House, the site of ghastly murders. Local television personality Frank Stewart leads a group of paranormal investigators, including a Catholic exorcist, Father Joseph Matson, and the prolific husband and wife team of Lou Claire. 
Lewis and Claire Berger, together the expert explore the darkest corners of the supposedly haunted Weber house, trying to prove the existence of a demonic entity within. Did they find the horrific troop, or did they simply put superstitious rumors to rest? A little bit of why I think you should watch it, it's commitment to the bit. You are literally watching a newscast. <laughs> Don't expect a movie. <laughs> Don't expect a movie with a structure and a plot that you are thinking. You are literally watching a late 80s, early 90s local TV broadcast from the fluffy Halloween stories that they tell at the beginning of it to the weird political tack ads and talking about the election. And then there's like this one bit where they do follow up story on a kid who had been murdered on Halloween the year before. It's just fun. And if you grew up in that era in a smaller local media market with like local access media, I think you will really enjoy it. And if you didn't, you can see what it was like. <laughs> I like literally was waiting for like a Sven Gulli trailer to pop up in the middle of like a commercial for Sven Gulli, right? Like that's the kind of thing you're getting. Like the dancing pumpkin guy that we all love, like he would fit right in. He's just this newscast 15 years later, right? <laughs> and number three on my list is Terrifier. It's directed by Damien Leone and it stars David Howard Thompson as Art the Clown. The back of the box blurb is a maniac clown named Art terrorizes three young women and everyone else who stands in his way on Halloween night. Why I think you should watch Terrifier. It is brutal. It is one of the br most brutal slasher films I've ever seen. And Art the Clown is the scariest clown. Pennywise has nothing on him as far as I'm concerned. The kills are plentiful and creative. Uh, there's an homage to one in Halloween 2018 that has to be, has to be an homage to one of the kills in Terrifier. But where like Halloween like obscures it a little bit, Halloween 2018 obscures it a little bit, Terrifier is like, we're going to show you that kill. Boom, straight on. This movie gets a knock for being too misogynistic and I I am personally not quite willing to go that far. I do understand why people say that about this film though. I think that that it really just is mean-spirited. It has that intensity that makes slasher movies more like visceral and one of the kills in it is quite controversial and one of the most wild and graphic kills I've seen. Period. Art the Clown is the modern Michael Myers. If you ever want to see what Michael Myers would be if he was just born in the soup of horror that came after all of the Michael Myers and Jason movies and all of that, then Art the Clown is what you would get. Uh, he's just brutal. The next two films aren't going to shock or surprise anyone, but they are my favorite. And, and they are two must-watch films for me for the Halloween weekend or the week leading up into Halloween. Number two is Trick or Treat, and that was in 2017. It was directed by Michael Doherty, who also directed Krampus and Godzilla King of Monsters. He also wrote Superman Returns and X2, and he used his money and his uh, influence and power from writing those two films to make Trick or Treat. And Trick or Treat, I always feel like got a bad rap, but we'll get into that. I got to tell you the back of the box blurb first. <laughs> Poisoning, drowning, 
claw, or knife. There's so many ways to take a life. Four interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal that has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin who might have just met the one guy for her. A group of teenagers pulling a mean prank. A bitter old recluse receives an uninvited guest. This movie is a masterclass of the season. When it comes to straight... Is there, is the feeling of Halloween represented? It is represented in every single frame of this movie. It is beautifully shot. Sam, the little demon pumpkin head with the, with the lollipop is amazing. Icon design and horror. He's just great. I would gladly be killed by his little lollipoped hand. I think this movie, I really feel like it never got the recognition. And I think that is because like I was getting into, the Doherty used his clout and his power and his influence and his, like, look, I made bankable money movies. I can write these. Let me direct. And he got Trick or Treat made. And then the studio just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it around the schedule. And eventually it was just dumped to DVD, which is sad. Yeah, it like went around film festivals for two years before Warner Brothers just was like direct to DVD. I just remember the first time I saw it, like I had heard people, the horror community had been talking about it. People I know had seen screenings of it and I had missed the Los Angeles one, so I didn't get to see it. But when I saw it, it didn't feel like a movie that should have been direct to DVD, right? And I feel like horror, there's all kinds of films that for whatever reason get dumped to DVD. So as a fan base of this genre, we do not have the hangups that people have on direct to DVD films. But I feel like this was such a missed opportunity because Halloween feels like it really feels like the movie you could get the hocus pocus crowd into. And I think that's true. I think that's bared out. In the last couple of years, we've seen an explosion of trick-or-treat merchandise and fans. It's like he was all over Spirit Halloween last year and this year. And even like little indie uh, designers are making trick-or-treat pajamas. I think it was like, I think everyone made trick-or-treat pajamas. Emin Sprout made a, a made multiple pairs of Sam trick-or-treat pajamas. Uh, Cakeworth had a pair of trick-or-treat pajamas and a dark star quote. I think the only people who didn't were Creepy Co. And like, I'll bet next year they do. If you're into like pajamas and like merch and stuff, like that is, that is kind of the like big three of like the indie side of it. And all of them have had Sam merchandise. So I'm like glad because it, this movie deserves love and it deserves respect. And if you haven't watched it, it's great. I also think it is really good for older teenage kids. Like, like you've got a kid that wants to watch horror movies or like is into spookier stuff. I kind of feel like that might be a good, this one might be a good one. Number one, down to our number one. This should come as a surprise to absolutely no one. <laughs> Number one is Halloween 1978. It was directed by John Carpenter. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis and Nick Castle. And here's the back of the box if you need it. The night he came home. 15 years after murdering his sister on Halloween night 1963, Michael Myers escaped from a mental hospital and returned to the small town of Haddonville, Illinois to kill again. I mean, short, simple, and sweet. I don't know what I can say about Halloween that hasn't been said before. This is a genre 
and film defining film. Michael Myers is still the only horror icon who can give me pause. I can watch a Michael Myers movie and then see like a weird shadow and be like, oh, is that Michael? Is he going to kill me? Like in the back of my head. He's like literally the only one who still scares me. After all these years and watching his movies so many times, you would think that that would go away. But there's just something about him. He is still the only one who scares me. I love this movie. It's a, It's slower, which I think... People don't give it credit for, for being slow. And I think we get a lot of credit for it not being gory and still terrifying. But I think it moves pretty slowly, which I think is perfect. Like, I think it is one of my favorite movies of all time, if not my favorite movie of all time. And so it's really hard for me not to just be like, oh, it's so great. Like, it just just say that over and over again. How I look at film and how I appreciate pacing really came from Halloween because I think that it really nails pacing and it doesn't really get the love on that aspect that it deserves. Uh, I think Deborah Hill doesn't get enough credit for writing dialogue for teenage girls that felt real and honest and earnest and she was fantastic at her job and uh, she's one of my movie heroes i think nick castle also we're finally getting to an era where people are giving nick castle the lumbering shape that he is the the credit he deserves uh this is the halloween film so if you haven't watched it yet i um what are you waiting for you should just go watch it definitely go watch it i can't wait to do a 78 18 21 22 i can't wait to do the whole new carpenter timeline it, once those are all out so you can see that whole thing i'm i'm so excited uh i yeah halloween's just the best halloween movie so i don't know what else to say so that's gonna do it for this special episode i hope you all have fun on this halloween night and remember when you've had your fill of tricks or treats sleep or don't. Super Super.